You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey, there's the music. That means it's time for Animal Talk. Some of the best doggone pet people on the planet here to help you with your pets. Animal Talk, it is America's Pet Show. I'm Jamie Flanagan, and sitting across from me... My name is Matt Fox. Hi. And uh, we're here to help you with your pets. That's what we do. Brian Donovan, he's an animal behaviorist and dog trainer. Sam Nork, she pushes our buttons... She pushes a lot of buttons. Yeah, she does, man. <laughs> she's, uh, she's pretty amazing. Helps us out a ton and uh, helps us with all the things that we do, like our website, animaltalkradio.com, and she manages all the socials for us as well. You can find them on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. Yes. You can find us on Twitter. That is it. And they're all of them. All yeah. Animal Talk Radio. That's it. And so, yeah, so there's, there's stuff there all the time, fun stuff, links when uh, new episodes go up and people we're talking to and things on the horizon and kooky stuff that we see right (laughs) there's a lot of kooky stuff out there folks there is uh talking about kooky stuff there was this crazy convention in detroit and it's called astronomicon i wanted to get in i was knocking on the door i hear knocking but you can't i couldn't get in i know yeah it was uh it was it was it was actually busier this year there was a second year running yeah and uh, it was uh, it was busier this year. It was it's growing. It's it's getting. It might outgrow the place it was it was in. It looked pretty full. It yes. was it was it, it's nice, and it, it was put on some by by a, a rock band here in the city. It's by you the, know those those rock and roll kind of guys. Yeah. They they play the music. Jimmy, Jimmy, what kind of music did they play, they, Jimmy? Yeah, I wasn't gonna say. I, couldn't, I can't. <laughs> In the last episode, we I had the voice going, and I can't even get back to that. Yeah, your Jimmy Stewart, my Jimmy Stewart voice. Yeah, it was good. Last time it was good. Not so much right, but ICP. It's uh, they're like a rap rock. Oh yeah, insane crazy, ICP. Yes. I, the insane clown, clown posse, and they yes. wear clown makeup. Yes. So anyway, they are they are the they are behind the 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 it's their con. They put it they put it together. Okay, okay. But uh, so they're big time into the wrestling, right? And big time into the horror movies. So there's a lot of wrestlers there, a lot, a lot of horror movie stuff, mm-hmm. um, and then a lot of rock and roll stuff. So D. Snyder was there. Wow. Um, a, a, a guy with the snake, wrestler guy with a snake. Huh. Um, I don't know who he is. I forget. Now huh. the name escaped me. It should have come to me. But uh, okay. big, 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 uh, and a lot of comics and a lot of artists. Uh, and then Podcast Detroit. Here we are at the Podcast Detroit Studios downtown Detroit. Yes. And, uh, That's where we are right now. Yes. But the Astronomicon was in Sterling Heights. Sterling Heights, Michigan, yes. yes. And uh, so um, they have the Podcast Detroit guys do a remote thing for all the conventions, right? There's the Great Lakes Comic Con and the Motor City Comic Con and the Astronomicon yep, and the yep. Down River. There's lots of Nomicons. The South Side of Detroit Comic Con. <laughs> lots of cons. Doesn't exist Stephen Perry. Stephen Perry. <laughs> Stephen Tyler. Who is that Steve Perry? Not Steve, Steve Perry. Perry. Yeah. Steve Perry. Doesn't exist Steve Perry. Sorry. Yeah. South but he was De- born and raised in... South Side of Detroit. Yes. <laughs> Ontario. It's Windsor. It's over there. <laughs> it's Windsor. Because actually, because Windsor kind of tucks under Michigan. So it actually, South does. of Detroit is yeah, Windsor. Windsor. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway. Sorry, Steve. It's called Down River. Yes. And you can tell by the smell. Yeah. 
Uh, it's yeah, no, don't, it, it, you, you can't. It, anybody from the Metro Detroit area knows. knows if you're traveling south down the Interstate 75, which most people you go over the bridge and it smells. <laughs> you see the smokestack. There's you see a, the yellow the smoke. Anyhow, uh, but lots of conventions. Podcast Detroit set up at all the conventions, but this one was Astronomic Con. Yes, uh, lots of horror stuff. Lots of wrestlers. Horror stuff. Horror. Yes. See, and one was, of my favorite connotations of movies is is the horror regime. Yeah. So you you're you're Friday the Thirteenth. I, like, I don't like scary movies at all. Yeah. I the Mike know. Myers, the Halloween movies, and no. there were except there, that Jamie Lee's about it. <laughs> right. You no, know, you this could go all the way back turn. to Night of the Living Oops. Dead. Yeah. Uh, George, oh, I, you know George Romero type to get stuff. You, Bob. Yeah. yeah, that's that's good yeah. stuff there. Um, but you know there there is a specific person that was involved in, mm. in I would say late mid seventies late seventies correct uh, movie and it was it, it's a it's a cult following it is a legend she she won and it's it's really um in, entwined intermeshed yes in, into American pop culture um it, into the American vernacular yes um she is an adjective. Yes, she really. She's she's becoming. It's uh, she exactly. won a Golden Globe. She yep. was nominated for at, an Oscar at, at a young age. At a, at a very young age. Yes. Uh, and uh, Linda Blair. Wow, Regan played Regan in The Exorcist. Yes. Wow. And she was there. She was there signing autographs. Now, something I did not know about Linda Blair. Please. Massive animal advocate. Wow. Hence the reason we've been yammering about this for the last <laughs> ten minutes here Welcome on Animal to Talk. Animal Talk. Yeah. So, uh, those of you that are still with us. World Heart Foundation, the Linda Blair World Heart Foundation, and they do tons and tons of massive amounts of good work for animals. And Linda was at the Astronomicon, and uh, I was like, hey, I need to talk to her because, well, she's kind of good looking. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, what other reason do you need, Jamie? No, pretty much. That's about it. So I walk over, and I'm like, Linda. How you doing? <laughs> okay, you said that to her handler first. You yeah. have to admit that. Yeah, no, I didn't say that to her. <laughs> I was like, oh, would you please talk to me? Uh, so, yeah, but she had a handler there. And uh, I'm like, yeah, hey, How can you I? Doing? I talked to the, ha- actually, there was a, the handler had a handler. Uh-huh. Right. So the handler had a local person oh my goodness, man. who handled people before they got the handler. Wow. And so I asked him and he was like, yeah, the, that's her handler. If any, an interview request, you want to go through him. I'm like, all right. All right, perfect. So I go, I'm like, hey, I go, uh, you know, I host a podcast. And he, eyes roll. Oh, eyes roll. <laughs> so, oh, Jesus, man, Joseph, what you want from me now? <laughs> so, and it's like, uh, yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like, I go, uh, I understand that, uh, Linda's a, a, a and when I said, I go, and, and my show is called Animal, Animal Talk. Talk. And he like kind of stopped because he was like turning away from me. And he's like, all right. Go on. <laughs> and I said, I know she's a huge animal advocate. She's got her foundation. I'd like to talk to her about it. She's like, he's like, oh, all right. She goes, well, he, you're she, not 12 years old. Yeah. She yeah. just blew up. Yeah, I know. She is. <laughs> she goes, she, she's, she, she doesn't do a lot of interviews. She right. goes, she won't, That's she, so she generally doesn't do interviews at these conventions. Um, she goes, but since you're talking about the animals, right. She might, she might buy into it. Nice. So she goes, he goes, it's all right. Go, you can ask her. I go, it's up to her. He goes, he goes, I'll bring her over if she's into it. Mm-hmm. I go, but, uh, he goes, but, uh, he and goes, then I don't she know. saw your sexy mug and that was it. There and you go. Uh, she's into animals. I'm pretty damn furry. Yep. There you go. Next thing you know, we're sitting down, holding hands for 20 minutes, staring into each other's eyes. Talking about animals. Talking about animals. And how to raise money for them. That's it. So, (laughs) and and the stuff she's done and the stuff she's doing. And so it was absolutely 
an extraordinarily massive pleasure uh, to talk to Linda at, at the convention. Uh, she was super generous with her time. Uh, is when I started talking to her uh, and asking her, she was like on a roll, and we were like talking for ten minutes. I'm like, oh my god, Linda! I go, people are waiting to you know talk to you here. I go, yeah. I don't want to hold you up from your table. And then you know we talk for another five minutes, and I'm like, holy crap! I go, I need a microphone on you. <laughs> it's like this is wonderful. I go, you're a riot. Come See, hang out with me. You need to carry a lavalier around with you at I'm, all times. I know that's what you need to do. <laughs> I know. I had them. I had my mobile recorder with me, and I didn't take it over there. I'm an idiot. So, but I, the bad thing I would maybe recorded on that and then she wouldn't have sat down because sitting down was sitting down was really really nice so she this is it so that's that's what we're leading to this was our interview with uh linda blair at the astronomicon uh here in in sterling heights michigan uh at the podcast detroit booth uh we had a great opportunity it's the linda blair world heart foundation i believe that's the website worldheartfoundation.com or dot org uh something Either one. We will Google that. Yes. And uh, it'll be in the description how to get to her and her foundation and uh, doing good work. And Mm -hmm. so uh, we, again, appreciate her. And this is how it unfolded at the Astronomicon. Enjoy. All right, Animal Talk. We are at Astronomicon in Sterling Heights, a big convention. Lots of comics, lots of cons, lots of horror. And uh, one of the celebrities here is, of course, Linda Blair from The Exorcist, which uh, the role that won you, a, a Golden Globe. But something people don't know about Linda Blair is, what an, and, and they should, is what an animal advocate you, you are. Linda, thank you for uh, taking a minute and sitting down with us. It is certainly my pleasure, absolutely. Yes, I, um, I started when I was working uh, about six years old mm-hmm. out of New York City. And my goal was always to be a veterinarian. And a lot of people don't remember this. Yeah. It, it used to be part of my news media, and people knew. Sure. And so as years went on, and it was time to buckle down and, and get really get ready for my studies to go to, I wanted to go to Cornell. And um, that's when The Exorcist came along. Sure. And as a child actor or anything, you have to try out for things. Right. So it was just an interview like anything else. You go in and you read some copy, and then the casting director decides whether to send you on to the director. Well, we all know what happened, and I eventually, you know, I got the part. And it sure. was uh, a very long process, right? which years later has become one of the most fascinating films of all time. And I always, you know, say to people, just, you know, be the best that you can because we were asked to be the best that we could be. Right. And whether it was through the acting and the dialogue and, of course, the best makeup artists and special effects, directing, the, the screenplay, all of these different factors come into play when you look at these very large movies and with The Exorcist. And then I was such a curiosity way back then. Sure. They put me to work in the next movie, which was Airport 75. (laughs) And my mom and I are sitting there looking at, like, Charlton Heston. And for us, it was like, oh, my God, there goes Moses. Right, right. George Kennedy, Karen Black, uh, Gloria Swanson, you know, the old movie stars. Sure. Then I did uh, uh, Born Innocent, which is about, similar to what you, as a a teacher, that was about a girl's home where children are being abused at home. And therefore, that's why they run. And if they run, then many times they were put in these, you know, young people's uh, homes. 
and sometimes they don't get the benefits that they need and nowadays we hope that they do so that they can come out and understand to live a better quality of life and, and a better path in life then I did Sarah, Sarah T portrait of a teenage alcoholic sure. and that was before um, uh, well Larry Hagman who is I Dream a Genie so right. again for me I'm going oh my god yeah. you know it's like I Dream a Genie oh my god and Mark Hamill played my boyfriend oh my now everybody knows today of course, that's Luke Skywalker, yeah. you know, from, from Star Wars. But then he was an unknown. And he was so amazing to work with and very helpful to me at that time in my life. Just learning new skills and, and things when it came to long monologues, playing a drunk. That I was on my own with that one. Sure. And I, I was just mimicking a bunch of adults I'd seen right. stumbling around, you know uh, what I mean? But party. anyway... So life goes on, and I worked with uh, Martin Sheen and Sweet Hostage. Later on, Richard Burton with uh, The Heretic. Yeah. Roller Boogie, <laughs> Hell Knight, uh, Wild Horse Hank, Ruckus with Dirk Benedict, Ben Johnson, and Richard Farnsworth. You know, these were our great sure. cowboy heroes. Oh my gosh, yeah. So time went on, but then it became. But what about me? Yeah, did you never able to do the vet school, right? You were and so I embroiled in Hollywood. Started feeling, what about me? What about right. my dreams? I've done everything to please everybody else, but I was not fulfilled. And a person introduced me to a man named Chris DeRose from Last Chance for Animals. Okay. I learned about what was happening with shelters, mm -hmm. what was happening with the large research facilities in America that were experimenting on dogs, yes. cats, rabbits, um, uh, primates. And I joined Chris, and he'd been a former police officer, and um, I would actually scout out shelters to watch them at, in the middle of the night where the dogs and cats were taken out and put in the vehicles that take them over to such places as UCLA. Right. And... Chris is the one that busted UCLA wide open in the 80s to show what was going on behind closed doors. So that's the movement that I come from, which okay. is animal welfare mm -hmm. and in, in opposition of animal research because there isn't any physiological back, backing that these match up with the, with the findings that they need. Right. So as far as I'm concerned, there's a lot of loose cannons out there that they want the money to to, have, to do the research, but it's so they can have a home, sure. they can have a job, they can put their kids through school. Yeah. And that's the way I look at it, because I don't think the findings are all true. Then I got very involved with um, AIDS, uh, the crossover, uh, and cancer, and different things. Yeah. One day, I also worked with Variety, the children's charity, so we would help out by doing all the, you know, t the toy drives, the blankets and, and, and jackets and things. And, and we'd go in the hospitals with the kids that had you know, limbs or cancer or whatever ailments that they were going through. And we'd bring Santa Claus. We'd do this and that. And I was doing all this for everybody else. But one day I, I turned around and saw the dogs and cats were in trouble. And I had been donating my time with all the large organizations the Humane Society of the United States, ASPCA. But I felt like, wait a minute, we shouldn't have a puppy mill. We shouldn't have a pet overpopulation. Animals shouldn't be dying in the shelters. Yeah. And that's when I eventually founded the Linda Blair World Heart Foundation. So when, when did you start that? When, when did it start? I became a corporation in 2001. Okay. 
And uh, that's the same time that I wrote my book, Going Vegan. Sure. And it's my life's journey. It's called Going Vegan, and it's my the book talks about the path because when I was 19 and I had I actually had an ulcerated intestine the stress of being very very famous sure um, there's a lot to it that people don't realize and that's why sometimes you'll see people struggle with either alcohol or Mm -hmm. drugs or whatever and for me it was kept internally and I liked ice cream. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those <laughs> dairies will do you, right? They, the dairies will do you in. So the doctors basically said you have to figure it out. You know, decompress, get rid of your stress, which is really hard. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I started meditating and learning different things, but really was trying to find the road to a healthy life that I could stay alive. And you were able to find that uh, through and going vegan? For me, it was going vegan. So what are people going to find, before we get back to the Dogs in the World uh, Heart Foundation, so what are people going to find uh, in the book, Going Vegan? Is it uh, Are there recipes, or is it just uh, your story and guidelines? Ab- it talks about my journey and what is actual fact about the farming industry, how the cause and effect on our planet. Well, all the, there's all those words in here that on the back of labels that you have no idea what they are. Exactly. Talks about <laughs> reading labels and understanding. Yeah. The healthier it is, the, the more limited ingredients, sure. obviously, the better. Right. And so I think a lot of people are starting to understand now a healthier lifestyle. And it isn't fast food industry. The minute that I stopped eating fast food, I dropped 10 pounds. Right. The minute that I stopped eating it, I stopped having a lot of stomach aches. The dairy absolutely is not my friend, and it's not a lot of people's friend. So once you start eliminating it from your diet, and a lot of people now are understanding whether it's soy or almond or rice, all these different choices that you have. There's a lot of products out there now that make it easy in your supermarkets. Just ask them, where's their vegetarian, vegan section? You can go to a health store. They're everywhere now. And you can learn anything you want online. It it doesn't even have to come from me. And almost every book that talks about going vegan, they basically are saying the same thing that I did, but I started so long ago. And then, of course, I show a lot of pictures of my life and my chickens and dogs and horses and my, um, yeah. all the different animals that I had through the years. And I talk, um, that's my first dog, Sonny Boy. Aww. And he's the one, the big pit bull that followed me home in 1997 and changed my life forever. Aww. So, yeah, there's a, if somebody's just a fan uh, of Linda Blair, this is a great book to pick up because there's some personal stories in here and a lot of personal pictures, which mm-hmm. is going to be fun. And then uh, the recipes. And uh, so being nice to animals and not eating them, which is, which is good. So um, I, I haven't quite reached the, the vegan or vegetarian lifestyle yet. But uh, let's get back to the World Heart Foundation. Uh, you're... What is, what is the goal? Do you have a mission statement? What is, what is the goal and, and, and what's your focus with the uh, World Heart Foundation? So as far as a mission statement, it certainly is on, it's on you know, all of your uh, 501c3 records. It's on the, my website and so on. You have to post what you're about. It's for animal and human welfare. Okay. So the human side would have been all the work that I've been doing for health reasons and food, how we farm animals, pesticide use, oh, yeah. where cancer is coming from. Mm so on and so forth, our seabeds, you know, be 
very cautious about where you get your seafood. Right. And there's many different things. People have learned a lot. Some people just like to be closed-minded and they just want, well, if it's in front of me and it's in this store, it must be okay and healthy, but sure. not necessarily. Or, or ethically farmed or ethically harvested from the sea. Absolutely. Uh, and that's not always the truth. Even in your big big box stores, it's not. that's not always true. And there are many other issues with how things are farmed and the waters and what the food is that the the fish are getting or the animals. There's just a lot of contamination. And if more people understand that, they will understand maybe where some of the cancer and different sicknesses are coming from that lower your immune systems right. and so on. So that would be the human side. That's sure. the human welfare. Okay. Um, along with caring for another in need that is sickly or, or as even our, our veterans. Right. I try to cater to them by helping them find dogs as, as companions. Sure. As far as the animal rescue, so I started out walking the shelters yeah. and was really o- overwhelmed with how many, like a, there's a little poodle, a terrier, of course there's pit bulls and there's this and that. This is back in... 98, 99. Sure. And I'm like, well, why are they going to be euthanized tomorrow? And they said, well, Linda, they have a cold. And that is what they were euthanizing for back then. And it still is something where they will give us notice, 48 hours notice of euthanasia because it's having trouble with its respiratory because you can't get well. They are not shelters. These are basically... Places that the animals, 90% of the time, this is end of life. We are euthanizing way, way too many animals in our shelter systems. So then my mother got sick. Mm. So I'm walking the shelters. I'm still working, movies, shows, like scariest places on earth. And my mother was sick, and I um, spent time in Connecticut with her and was there till the end. And when, when she passed... Obviously, if anybody knows me, and many people go through this, it's a part of you that passes with them. And we don't know how to move on and what to do. So I just worked and I worked and I did. And then I just finally just sort of ended up in Florida with my dad and just said, I need to cry. I need to go to the beach and cry. And unfortunately, he went with me. He wanted to go and he was driving we had a very bad car accident and it um again changed my life forever and i had to go i had a lot of neurological damage um and my my dad survived and i survived but it took years for me to get back on track and a lot of people don't know this so then mom was gone and i had my dad but i really felt compelled to make a difference in the world with the animals. I still was not off track with wanting to do something. Right, right. Like, I couldn't be a veterinarian. I just wasn't going to be able to have the time to go back to school. Yeah. So I found that animal welfare work is international, sure. national. And our country right now is at the biggest crisis time in history. The pet overpopulation is so uh, extreme. And people think it's okay to abandon an animal, uh, whether it's at a shelter, on the streets. There's a lot of stuff. The South has their stories. Right. Texas has their stories. The North has their stories. Everybody has a different story of how they see animals, how they view them. Um, and you have a lot of people that have found, well, if everybody wants a small dog and I can sell to pet stores, you have all these puppy mm, mills. Yeah. 
I worked with Last Chance for Animals, and we did, and it's on my website where you'll see me talking at the puppy mills in um, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and that's against the Amish. The Amish are a force to be reckoned with. They, they're serious. Okay. And we got into it with them, and I really don't understand why they are allowed to do what they're doing with animals. And so that is one of our biggest problems. And then wow. you have the state that I'm born in, which is Missouri. Sure. And my friend Randy Grimm from Stray Rescue St. Louis dedicated his life. And I became friends with Randy. And I used to go down to southern Illinois where we would rescue. And, I mean, there are animals near frozen on the side of the road. Mm. We were picking them up, getting them care, going out and feeding the strays. There are strays everywhere. And everybody knows a story across America at this point. Everybody now has seen an animal abandoned, thrown out of a car, a precarious situation. The animal cannot get out of themselves, whether it's a cat or a dog. Right. Uh, There's a lot of great people now that are catching the cats, doing catch and release. Yes. These are really important programs. The animals, if you see something, say something. If you see something, do something. With these fires that hit California, it was like something we had never seen. Right. And to watch people absolutely overwhelmed with fire running down the streets trying to drive, but their tires were burning. Mm. This is the new norm and it was weather-driven. Mm. Yes, created by some of the power companies because their power lines came down. Mm. And that is where all the lawsuits are right now. But in order for these firestorms to happen, it took wind. And it was people lost their lives and the animals, everything. When we talk about paradise, they, it's gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so much more in when it burned towards Malibu. Right. It didn't. There was no name. Oprah Winfrey... It wouldn't matter. The, the weather and fire has no ability to say, oh, well, it's so-and-so's house. You know, oh, it's... Um, it's going to go. And there was so many people that lost so much. Yeah. So I begged people when the, when the polar vortex was coming, we knew immediately, this is history. We have never seen this before, but it's the new possible norm that we need to protect ourselves and our sure. animals and understand... What? Yeah, they can't deal with that outside, that cold, cold, cold. It's seven degrees sure. here outside right now. Yeah. It's cold. Without, that without, is cold. Without shelter, though, those animals are not going to make it. So is there a physical shelter that, that you're involved with, or, or do you just help support some of the shelters? Like if, if you're notified that a dog is, is you know, on, on you know the euthanasia list and, and you go rescue it, where is that, where is that dog ending up? So in 2003... Um, I was working on the book, Going Vegan, and I had my dog, Sunny Boy, who had followed me home, and that was in 1997, and that was the height of the pit bull fear, the prejudice, um, all of the factors that came into play of me seeing this dog come out of the bushes that... I've never heard of or seen before, but the news media is is telling me that this dog is a killer. Sure. Oh, yeah. So I, of course, am running home with my dog going, oh, my God, I'm going to have a chicken head on the end of my leash. (laughs) I get in my driveway, and and he came around the corner, and he was like looking at Eeyore. The head was down. The tail was down. And I could see a lot of... uh, 
like he'd rubbed himself raw trying to get out of somewhere. Right. And I'm looking at him out the window. My dog is reacting positive, not negative. Sure. And, of course, that's going to tell me something. So I decide to go out and approach and say, are you okay? And his communication with me was, I need help. Brought him water, brought him some food. My dog's inside going, I want to play, I want to play. Yeah, yeah. Long story short, I took him in. He changed my life. He showed me how to live life again, smelling the roses, playing with the toy, laughing, smiling, loving. Mm -hmm. And I will be forever grateful to him. It's a famous story. And then I went on to learn about dog fighting. Oh, yeah. And I have some of the last of the journals and all the dogman books. I have all that stuff protected. You can't find it anymore. Yeah. Well, some can. I mean, Uh. there's still a lot of of, uh, unfortunate circumstances going around. The dog fighters have never gone away. Right. But anyway, I went on to fight against dog fighting, and it's very famous, and it's called Break the Chains Against the Fighters. And I went up against... um, Charlie Brown in in Denver, Colorado, to stop him from uh, creating the breed ban in 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 Denver. We didn't win, so it was Tia from Via Lobos, which people know is is Pitbulls and Parolees, the mm-hmm. TV show. Tia and I are very similar, and we were just three miles apart. I we both had properties for the dogs, and we're fighting. We didn't beat Denver, but. We did fight in Sacramento, California, and that was really important. Once it's in right. your backyard, and we all just basically did everything that we could to stop the ban. Because if the ban was in place in California, it would snowball across America and this breed. And then it goes into Shepherds and Dobermans oh, yeah. and Rottweilers and so on. So understand that that's what a breed ban is. But the breed-specific legislation that followed it right. is why people are being forced to give up their pets, which is why the shelters are full, because they say you can't have that with our with your insurance, you can't have that. So well, I say change insurance yeah. companies, get a rider, do anything. Sure. Don't give money to people that don't have the same beliefs that you do. Sure. Protect your animals. Spay and neuter is so important right, right now. Rescue, volunteer, be part of the communities. I say be my boots on the ground across America, and that will help us to make a difference and make change. I beg people to follow us on Linda Blair World Heart Facebook, mm-hmm. Linda Blair World Heart Foundation Facebook, Instagram, Linda Blair WF. Right. Twitter, Linda Blair WF. Please follow me. I hope to think that what I'm saying is important to make change, to protect the animals, how we can make a difference, because we are at full-blown crisis level. Yeah. So LindaBlairWorldHeart.org is the website. And then there's like uh, through the Amazon Smile, if people are like clicking through and doing some shopping, they can pick uh, the Linda Blair World uh, Heart uh, as as the recipient uh, of the shopping there. And uh, you got a couple of deals that you, the people can find with Chewy and BarkBox, and the, they're going to find those things on your website, a way to get involved yeah, a and little donate. Bit. Right. Okay. And I always say to people, look, look at your community, your shelter, your rescue groups. Right. Ask what they need. Towels, blankets, sheets, food, volunteers, boots on the ground. We need help. Just because we're going in the shelters or we're rescuing animals, right. foster homes. Rescuers cannot do things. Now, I have a property north of Los Angeles, yeah. right by Tippy Hedron's place, which is Shambhala for the lions and tigers. Yeah, yeah. She was one of my mentors. A lot of my mentors are older now and or have passed. Right. Tippy is very much responsible for helping me to find how to achieve 
the the 501c3 the the nonprofit and and just stay in the course stay in the course stay in the course so when i come out we fundraise 100% through the autographs and and photographs anything the meet and greets with Linda Blair is truly for 100% of the donations goes to the Linda Blair World Heart Foundation. Linda, I just I, I don't want to keep you because you're here and you're, you're talking to people and there's a line of folks waiting for you. I, I want to cut you loose because I want to keep you for an hour, but uh, your people are going to get don't, Why don't you want to, you, you don't want to just keep me? No, I do want to keep you. <laughs> I, I totally keep you. So... <laughs> But yeah, so but uh, they they said I got to cut you loose. But and, uh, and I, I, I want to have you back on and we'll chat. Yes, that I have on my website. I have an amazing. This is so important. The emergency preparedness. I'm one of the main rescuers of Hurricane Katrina, right, so right. I went down there because I just emotionally had to, spiritually had to. I rescued 51 dogs. We helped to get the remaining 350 animals out of Gonzales, which is in Baton uh, right. in in Louisiana. Right, right. And so this, it's on my website, it's on Facebook, she'll probably repost really important towels, blankets, food, everything for you and your family, yeah. in your cars, in your home. You should Just, have a plan for yourself and for your pets, you should include it, people forget to do that. We had FEMA on and we talked about exactly that after the crisis. And uh, My friend Gretchen Weiler has since passed away and she had... She was the one that was instrumental in all the red um, red light programs for giving uh, awareness, with, giving notification when they're going to euthanize an animal. But she also put together all the plans for the emergencies that would go into place the minute something was happening. But mostly for the animals, I beg people to always have your crate on hand in case you have to go for you right. and your animals. And the others, if you ever want to remember the movies that I made, yes. maybe my dear my dear friend Jen will put up my movie list sure. and it's the family friendly movies oh, yeah, from yeah. Repossessed with Martin Sheen Roller Boogie um, all of these different fun movies there's at least 50 yeah. that are family friendly wow. I gave all my life to entertainment for the human spirit to feel something to love and to laugh but this is my heart and I ask people to join me in my Linda Blair World Heart Foundation yes. to make change for the animals I- and thank, people in need. Thank you so much for everything that you're doing. This is really amazing. I want to I want to get a number or an email uh, and have you on when we're recording in the studio and just give you a phone call and we can sit and not be rushed. And we talk um, about cancer programs. With I have a three-year program now, Cancers uh, Dogs in, uh, Living oh. Without Chemo and Radiation. I'm right three on. years... So it's all through food, people, grain-free, grain-free, grain-free. Be careful what you feed your pets. It does make a difference of life and death. All right. So lindablairworldheart.org. Linda Blair, thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. All right. So there you go. We got to thank again, uh, Linda for taking all that time with us. She was, she was wonderful. Uh, her handler was behind us waving going, that's it. <laughs> she didn't see him, but he's like, no, seriously. And then and she did. So she got back to her booth and, uh, signed more and met and met and Gret, met and greeted more people, met and met and greeted more people, meet and greeted more people. Uh, but yeah, she did. And it was really, really cool when she was at the booth. Everybody that came up and like talked about, you know, oh, Reagan and the, the, the exorcist and whatever. Everybody that left her booth left with information about the World Heart Foundation. Cause yeah. then she, that's what she's out there doing. She's a, she's a, she doesn't really, you know, she's not like living off her laurels from, no. you know, not a, from 1970. Whatever yeah. Was, right? You know, she's out there. She's like, Hey, this is a good vehicle to let people know about 
about this really important issue and she's leveraging it. She's brilliant. It's it's yeah. like she's wily like that. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was very very cool. We appreciate that. What's the you did you pull the website? Up? I did. I did. It's, right, what is it? Uh, dot org. Well, okay, worldheart.org. Yeah. Not foundational. So Linda Blair World Heart. Dot org. Dot org. So that, that's it. That's the yeah. correct one there. So um, excellent. So it's down in the description. Yep. Uh, all our stuff is Animal Talk Radio on the socials. And we'll, um, we'll post the uh, the connection. There. We'll yep. Put it up there. AnimalTalkRadio.com. And uh, so make sure you like, subscribe, uh, comment. Uh, support Linda if you do stuff like through Amazon. If you don't have somebody you support through like that Amazon Smile, the World Heart Foundation yeah. is one of those places you can give to through Amazon. It doesn't cost you any more, mm-hmm. but uh, money goes to, Am- to, to, to the World Heart Foundation if you shop on Amazon. So that's a, a cool thing. And uh, so do that. And uh, thank you. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll, we'll see you next time uh, on Amazon. Absolutely. Jamie. Yeah. Hey, have an exotic week. Hey, kiss your wild thing for me. <laughs> Storm in the castle. Think it'll work? It would take a miracle. Bye-bye.